maybe you don't want to say, you know what, I am completely lost. Maybe you're just less than found. Cool. You don't have to, you don't have to be completely lost in the woods. Maybe you just need to figure out where the next path is. It's all good. We've all been there. We're all going to be there. The admittance factor of I'm lost and I need some direction, even that can be its own form of I'm ready to ask for help. I mean, think about it, right? I rem I mean, I have certain YouTube videos that are, are my go-tos for when I'm feeling lost. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,247. Let's get real about regret. That was a heavy episode, but I enjoyed that very much. Today, for episode number 1,248, asking for help doesn't make you weak. So, I will preface it because Alan and I talked about this before. Uh, our energy might be a little bit down. We're dealing with some stuff behind the scenes and business stuff. Everything is all good. We are here to serve, but I might not be my normal energetic self. I'm going to try to work through it, so we will see. I have told bits and pieces, I think, of this story in the past, Alan, but I, when I was in my early 20s, my so I lived with my family. My family moved. Mom and memes, they moved. And they moved to a two-bedroom apartment a couple towns over. I ended up moving in with my girlfriend at the time. And it was like, cool, I'm, I'm finally on my own. I'm full-grown, full-grown man. Here we go. We're doing this. My girlfriend and I end up breaking up. And as I'm going like, kind of through this breakup, I remember thinking to myself, I have no idea where I'm going to live. Like, I have no clue. I have no, no prospect of housing I've never gotten my own place, so I don't really know what that entails. I'm on the road at this point because of my job every single week, so I can't go see houses or apartments or anything because I'm just never home, and it doesn't make any sense for me not to go to work. I'm not just going to stay home and lose thousands of dollars so I can find a place to live. And I remember I, I went over uh, a friend's house. So she, she was basically like my little sister. She was one of my best friend's little sisters. And this friend and I had a falling out. He got into some stuff. We had a falling out. I didn't see him for probably years at that point. But I remember I was supposed to go hang out with her and catch up because I hadn't seen her. And she was like my little sister and she had her own house. So I went over there and we were talking. She's like, how are things? How's work? And I was like, work's great, but I don't, I don't know where I'm going to live. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, my, you know, my, this person and I broke up and my family moved. Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, do you want me to talk to my family? And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, I can talk to my family and you can move in with them and you can stay in my room. And I was like, you want me to stay in your childhood bedroom as a 23-year-old <laughs> man? And she's like, well, it's somewhere to live and they're probably not going to charge you rent. And they're like your family. They'd love for you to be there. And I remember her house was on a lake and we walked down to the dock. And I remember I asked her, her family, I asked her parents and I said, hey, is there weird? I know this is a weird request is there any way I can like crash with you guys for a little bit until I figure this out? And they were unreasonably welcoming and unreasonably warm. And 
that I ended up living there for like three or four months while I found another place to live. And the place I found was not, it was not a nice place to live, <laughs> the other place. So I ended up moving out of there after a few months. But here's the thing. I think when we, when we think of asking for help, usually we're not thinking of how we're going to feel. We're thinking of how the person we ask is going to feel. And there's something that gets lost in there where we think to ourselves, well, if I ask this person for help, they are going to assume something. I'm weak, I'm not smart, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless, whatever it may be. I've been asked many, many, many times by many different people for help, and I've always been very grateful. I don't think it makes you weak at all. If something by definition is hard, you doing it does not make you weak. Being vulnerable does not make you weak. It makes you strong because it's hard. I think it's the same with asking for help. And this is the other interesting thing. A lot of us wait so long to ask for help. By the time we ask for the help, we've already dug ourselves ourselves into into, <clears throat> into such a deep hole that we need more help than we would have needed to in the beginning. And it makes it harder and harder and harder and harder. It's one of those things where it gets harder as you go. I remember, Alan. Yeah. I I worked in a forklift. I remember I was a forklift driver. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully nobody... Back in your day? Yeah. I won't name the place, but there was a time where I was unloading sheetrock and I broke a bunch of the sheetrock mm-hmm. and I tried to put it away. It's like, I can get this. I can hide this. But every time I try to like move it and put it in a different <laughs> spot, it would break worse and worse and worse and worse. Moral of the story, if I just told my boss, hey, I jeffed it pretty bad, things wouldn't have gotten as bad and it wouldn't have been like, Instead of, hey, I jeffed one sheet of sheetrock, which cost $23 or whatever it is, maybe I wouldn't have gone and, and done $1,000 worth of damage if I just asked for help in the in the first place. So that's a little analogy for this episode. So uh, Emilia and I just did an episode on the Conscious Couples podcast about this. And uh, I think one of the places that people struggle to ask for help the most is when it comes to therapy, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to getting a mentor. For whatever reason, it's perceived by people, not everyone, but for some reason there's this weird protector that all of us have of like, I should be able to do it myself. And I made a joke in the last Relationship Talks event. And I said, because Emilia was talking about how, um, as a man, like, what is it like to talk about having a therapist? And I kind of broke it down this way. I said, it's not like I have a mental disorder or any mental health issues per se, Um, Although I think we all do have mental health challenges in general. But like, if anything, I'm actually going to therapy because I want to be more effective, because I want to be better. And, And I told her that the main reason I'm going more than anything, and this is just the honest truth, is she essentially has been doing therapy since second grade, off and on. And I do think women tend to be more encouraged as little girls to like write in their diary and to be in touch with their emotions and to see how they feel and to... I think, contemplate and reflect more. I think that's what a diary is. You write down your feelings. And I think that as a young man, I didn't have a diary, you know, and I wish I had. Now, you know, I have journals and I have this remarkable right over here. And every single day, most important win, most important improvement, which is just really a diary in a sense of like reflect on my day, reflect on my mood, reflect on what I want to improve. And so the point that I'm trying to make is that statistically speaking, I think that males tend to struggle with going to therapy more than females statistically. And I'm like, okay, well, what is that about? 
and it's not all the male female thing. So, so don't let me blanket statement that, but what's that about? I think that we have this part of us and I made this joke in the relationship talks event. I said, there's that old joke of like, men can't even ask for directions. Never mind, get a therapist. Right. And I, I was just joking, but at the end of the day, there is that weird thing that weird ego part that, that wants to be seen as I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I don't need any help, right? I don't <laughs> I do know why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because of a, a movie reference that crashes. you were thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah. Wedding Crashers reference. I can do it myself, a-hole. But anyways, um, for some reason, we all have that part where we want to be able to do everything on our own. And it's not accurate. It's not even empowering because if you think about, you know, how much you can accomplish without a team. What, what are you laughing at, brother? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Yeah. Just trying to get through it. That's just it. getting just through trying it. Just trying to get through it. Just getting through it. And so mm. I want to tell the story briefly. I I remember I was in my mid-20s, and I was going through it, Kev. Not happy, man. Not fulfilled. Having a hard time. Yep. I was having a really hard time. I was in corporate. And it was after my car accident. So this was between, I think I was 26 years old, between 26 and 27. And I was, I remember I had this one day that was so bad. You know, those days at work that are so bad that you just want to like scream into a pillow. I was actually punching the ceiling of my own car. (laughs) I told you, man, it was a crappy car. So it's whatever. But, um, I was so upset. And so anyways, I got home later that night. It's late at night. And I'm just contemplating my life. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to do this job anymore. And I know it. And I'm deeply unfulfilled. And I know it. And I don't know what to do. And so I was actually listening to the radio. I was on the way home from a friend's house later that night. And on the radio, there was a suicide hotline. And I wasn't suicidal. And, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with suicidal ideation or anything like that. But I was down. I was really down. And I was definitely like deeply unfulfilled and really vulnerable about it. Like really like, what do I do? I felt very stuck. And so I called and I remember I talked to this woman who dealt with this same mental health challenges that I had, that I was going through. And she made me feel a million times better. She's like, this is totally normal. I've been there too. And she told me her story and it was actually really good. And I ended up buying this program. It was like a mental health kit is what I call it. It was like 250 bucks, $49 a month for like six months or whatever. Maybe maybe longer than that. But I remember it being like 250 bucks. Oh, that's and 49 times six is 300. 300. Okay, so it was they got you 297 or something or whatever. Gaffed you. Yeah, she got me. She got me now. But uh, it was it ended up being just this this kit of these CDs that had these awesome mental health affirmations on them and all kinds of different stuff. And they had these little cards I talk about where I had this affirmation card in my pocket and you would basically read it every day. And it was it was really it might as well be a self improvement kit. Mm. It, it's kind of like. I call mindset sort of the first baby step into self-improvement. It was kind of like a mental health mindset kit that helps you get back on your feet. And I actually, a couple weeks after that, even just taking that action made me already feel empowered. And then after that, I was off to the races. And, you know, here we are really eight years later, almost eight years later. And I still have my ups and downs. I still have challenges for sure. And I have a therapist now too, but 
for anyone who's out there who feels like it's a it's a weakness to ask for help, it's very clearly not. It's very, very clearly not. And I think that's, I'm grateful that I reached out to that hotline, but I remember the shame I felt before I did. And I think that's the important piece that we got to talk about. I felt ashamed that I couldn't do it on my own. There was a part of me that felt shame. And now in hindsight, it's very clear that that's a thing for people. And you got to overcome whatever that shame thing is. And just like these, that's what these people do. They study to do this. They, you know, my therapist's amazing. She's, and she's helped so much. I actually thanked Emilia. Thank you so much for suggesting it. You know, I wouldn't have done that without you. That's what I told her. I wouldn't have. She's the one who suggested it. So, um, and now I have someone reaching out to me earlier today about this because I'm doing the work and she sees me doing the work. And now she's like, I definitely want to make sure that I'm doing the work too. So it can spread and it can be a really positive thing. Hi, my name is Tim Melanson and I have a web development agency called Creative Crew Agency. And I'm also a podcast host of the Work at Home Rockstar podcast. I met Alan a little over a year ago. He was a guest on my podcast and we had an epic conversation and I was just really impressed with his work ethic. And so I decided to jump on board with him and it's been a little over a year now. My business has grown, but more importantly, I feel much less stressed and much more purposeful with uh, what I'm doing in the direction that I'm going. So I definitely highly recommend Alan. If you're looking for some accountability, if you're looking for some tools, then look him up, take him up on his consultation. And asking isn't always asking. That's the other interesting thing too. I, I think we think of like, hey, Alan, I'm struggling with blank. Can you help me? When for many of us, maybe asking is just starting a conversation. How many... And this is a rhetorical question, but how many people on the team reached out to you and I and said, hey, whatever it is, hey, I enjoy the podcast or hey, thank you so much for this episode. It helped me or hey, this resonated with me. For many people, that might be them asking for help in a way of like, hey, I'm trying to be seen here in a way that I don't want to put myself out there all the way. But the way you and I respond allows them to ask for help. And I think a, a lot of us are trying to do that. I'm thinking of somebody specific right now where when this person reached out and started talking to us, but I just remember our conversation, this person was in a toxic relationship and they were broke and they were dealing with all these struggles. I don't know if that person intended on quote unquote asking for help, but it was very clear that they were looking for some, which I was more than happy to guide them with. I mean, that's why we do this. I know this isn't uh, necessarily what we intended on this episode, but I just had a moment when you were talking about admittance the admittance factor of I'm lost and I need some direction, even that can be its own form of for sure. I'm ready to ask for help. I mean, think about it, right? I rem- I mean, I have certain YouTube videos that are, are my go-tos for when I'm feeling lost. And, and even listening to this podcast, in a way, you wouldn't do it until you had first the admittance of I want something. It's almost like you have to admit, okay, I'm kind of lost. I need yeah. something to help me get back on track. Boom, peak performance tracking, next level university, YouTube video, whatever it is. And in a way, this podcast in and of itself, if you're listening, is almost like you're getting the help that you once asked for, even if it was just in your own mind. And I think that that's probably the part we have shame around. And they talk about the arrogant ego. And the arrogant ego is the phoenix that has to burn down in order to rise from the ashes. I think that's what that is. It's almost like you have to you have to have that admittance factor of, okay, I'm feeling kind of lost right now. I don't know what I'm feeling and I don't know what I'm doing. And 
you know, I've gotten this far, so I'm not completely lost. I'm not hopeless, but I'm definitely like needing some help. I need some resources. I need, I need a podcast. I need a new, a new challenge. I need a new, a new mental health kit. I need a new therapist. I need a new coach. I need whatever that is. That admittance piece, I think is what people have a really hard time for. Don't wait for the pain to be so great for you to have that admittance piece, that humble pie piece that Mm. just be like, okay, I'm, I'm not as optimal as I could be. And I need a podcast in my corner, or I need to listen to YouTube motivational videos first thing in the morning, or I need maybe to track three habits, like whatever it is. I think that, yeah, it's not weak at all. It's actually ironically the complete opposite. It's, it's a, such a sign of strength. I mean, I remember when I listened to Tony Robbins unleash the power within program. And why did I, why would I ever listen to that? If I didn't feel like I needed more direction, if I didn't feel like I needed to, to get to that next level. And I think that that admittance factor is, is huge. So, um, yeah, that's what I would leave the listeners with is, is that. Yeah. And we all have, I think we all have unique strategies when it comes to asking for help. Sometimes we're not actually asking. Sometimes we're, I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You're hoping somebody understands you need it or the way you say something you're hoping will break through, figure out what that is for you. And here's a good little reframe. Maybe you're not, maybe you don't want to say, you know what, I am completely lost. Maybe you're just less than found. Cool. You don't have to, you don't have to be completely lost in the woods. Maybe you just need to figure out where the next path is. It's all good. We've all been there. We're all going to be there. I ask Alan for help all the time. He conveniently skips me when he's asking for help. He goes to somewhere else. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But that's one of the things that, you know, right before this episode, I went out to the kitchen and Taryn was eating and I was like, I'm just struggling a little bit today. And she's like, what can I do? And I said, it's not, that right there is me kind of asking for help. It's just me saying, hey, I'm struggling. I just want you to know. I don't necessarily need you to to do anything. I just want you to know in case I'm a little bit less than perfect, which I always am, but I'm going to be a little bit more less than perfect today. And I think I'm just looking for- You helped me right before this too. So I I know you're joking about me skipping over you, but I was was in a tough spot and you helped me right there too. You know, so I'm asking for help all the time. I think you are too. I just don't know if we frame it that way. Well, and that's, you know. if you're listening, I think, and this is the last thing I'll say before we go, again, one of my fears with this podcast is somebody will tune in and assume that we yeah. don't struggle with the same things that we talk about. And the reason, the reason we do a lot of the episodes we do is based on stories that I have of me struggling with the things that we're talking about. So I don't ever want you to think, well, these, these people do not struggle with what I struggle with. Maybe we're further along in the journey, whatever. Maybe we have more experience. Maybe we don't have the same traumas and triggers. We all have the same opportunities for resistance, right? It's just, it's, it's not unique to me to struggle for asking for help. Maybe the ways I do it are unique. Maybe why it's hard for me is unique, but that, that actual concrete fact isn't. So last thing I'll say. Well said. I appreciate that very much. Next level nation. It's coming up quick. Alarmingly fast. April 1st, 2023. Next level live. Alan, myself, and you, plus 49 other amazing next level you listeners. It's not a speech. It's not a presentation. It is an experience. And the way we're putting it together, it's kind of like a large group coaching session 
where Alan and I can come down into the audience and have one-on-one conversations. We're going to break people up into groups. I want you to learn, yes, but I want you to have some sort of identity shift at this event. That is our goal. That is what we're designing it for. And it's a great opportunity to meet other like-minded people like you. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below. And if you feel intimidated on any level, this is a room where there is complete and utter permission to be imperfect. And that's really the key is you do not have to come and be some perfect, I'm going to go set the world on fire after this type of person. You, you really will be accepted for who you are as someone who is open to asking for help and who wants to grow. Um, that's really the goal is to fill the room with people eager to learn and grow and who will support each other. Also, speaking of supporting each other, speaking we have a book club every single week called the Next Level Book Club. Right now, we're reading a book called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Uh, it really is a very tight-knit community. I had someone reach out to me on Sunday saying I had a really tough moment on Saturday uh, with my partner, and I was really going through it, and Book Club was there for me. So thank you so much for creating, and this is her words, not mine. Thank you so much for creating such a safe space. So it really is, and again, if you're intimidated by books or whatever, um, even if you just want more necessity to read more consistently, being a part of this book club will make it easier to stay on track with your consistent reading. And I, it definitely does that for me as well, because at minimum, we're doing a chapter a week. So um, join us in book club. You can register at the uh, link in the show notes. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,249. We're almost there. Almost at 1,250. You're either too easy on yourself or too hard. We often talk about how, at the end of the day, I don't know if any human is actually accurate with their understandings of themselves. So we are going to talk about that. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.